Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, August 3rd. S&P futures are trading essentially unchanged down about three to four points. That's about 10 basis points. Asia was mixed. Japan and mainland China traded very well. Some of the other markets, including India, underperformed, traded lower. And Europe is trading decently this morning, up about 40 to 50 basis points for the major indices. Uh, So a few moving pieces today. I would say the tone of news from the perspective of the U.S., um, is is mixed to negative, um, but you know the futures are holding in pretty well considering. Um, so just kind of running through the major themes on the COVID front, you are seeing the aggregate U.S. case figures trend lower. So we broke under fifty thousand on Sunday. Um, that's the lowest figure since early July, and that's largely a function of those major states, um, Florida, Texas, Arizona, are are continuing to descend down from their apex, still very elevated levels. Um, you also saw testing drop off in Florida for a period of time, given the approaching hurricane. So that may have skewed the figures a little bit lower. But nevertheless, we've now seen for a couple of weeks, those major prior hotspots are cooling. You are seeing, though, a troubling shift into other areas. So the Midwest and then even some states on the East Coast, including New Jersey. Numbers are much lower than they had been in, in Florida, Texas, Arizona. Um, but nevertheless, you are seeing some red flags emerge in other regions of the country. So um you know, certainly no reason to really celebrate necessarily at this point in time, especially given that the market did not seem all that concerned when you saw the spike throughout June and July. But on the COVID front, the tenor of headlines in the U.S. is mildly encouraging. Um, internationally, though, you are seeing a number of foreign countries grapple with a um, you know a raft of outbreaks. The figures are, on a relative basis to the U.S., substantially lower, um, but you are seeing foreign governments either consider publicly or actually impose increased lockdown provisions. So there was a lot of concern or anxiety over the weekend about the UK in particular putting in place more stringent measures. Um, A government official came out and kind of denied there was an article in the London Times about London in particular being placed under a quarantine order. Um, You know, the officials seemed to talk down that in as an imminent action, but said that, you know, to the extent numbers were to rise further, they there were other options that could be considered. So um, and then Australia also um, imposed some incremental actions as well. So you are seeing foreign governments, um, you know, take measures as a result of increasing cases. But again, relative to the U.S., none of the foreign countries, um, you know, aside from a few major ones like India or Brazil, or Mexico, um, throughout Europe and most of Asia, the figures are not, um, you know, nearly as high as they are in the U.S. So that is uh, COVID. Like I said, I think, um, you know, neutral at best, if, if not uh, incremental negative. The PMIs today that were out for July, so these are the July manufacturing PMIs, mixed for the most part. Um, the China case number was very strong, so that um, certainly is helpful for China sentiment, and that was one of the reasons why mainland China traded well. The final European figure was revised higher off of the flash reading. Um, some of the smaller countries in Europe, in Asia rather, um, did see a decline versus June. So you could say the PMIs are, are probably a net positive for now. Um, the US ISM hits at 10 a.m. People will be watching that very closely, just given that we've seen now for several weeks um, evidence that the US recovery is stalling. So that, that number will be very much in focus uh, later this morning. On the earnings front out of Europe, um, the earnings were mostly pretty negative, which is surprising that Europe, uh, the major European industries are trading well. So banks in particular, very disappointing. HSBC is down about 5%. SockGen also is getting hit 
Um, figures out of them, like I said, underwhelming. So banks are down 1% in Europe. That's definitely a big area of underperformance. Real estate stocks are getting hit in Europe as well. Again, some of that has to do with just worries about incremental COVID lockdown restrictions. There was also a big mall operator in the UK that said it is considering um, an equity raise as well as some asset sales as it looks to bolster its liquidity. MTU Arrow is another stock getting hit on earnings that's weighing on aerospace names. And then Heineken is down uh, mildly as well in Europe. So most of the earnings in Europe this morning are, are certainly underwhelming. Um, but like I said, it's it's only kind of impacting the specific industries related to those reports rather than the entire European market. On the stimulus front in the US, talks held talks occurred throughout the weekend. Both sides said that some small progress was achieved on Saturday. However, both sides came out yesterday and kind of said that they're still very far apart um, in terms of a final deal. There was a Washington Post article that crossed about 10 minutes ago saying how the White House is considering unilateral actions if Congress does not act. The White House really has no power to do anything. Um, so you know, that headline can be largely ignored. There was a journal editorial talking about this convoluted plan whereby the Treasury can order companies to stop withholding payroll tax payroll taxes, um, you know, in lieu of Congress actually cutting the payroll tax, uh, I, I highly, highly skeptical that would actually occur. Um, so again, I think that's just more noise than anything else. I continue to think that if we get to Thursday and Friday of this week and there's still no movement occurring at all um, on this omnibus bill, that you're probably going to see them start to break off and do more piecemeal bills um, targeting very, very specific measures. Specifically, again, liability protection seems to be the issue Senate Republicans are most passionate about, and the and the unemployment benefits seem to be the issue um, Democrats are most passionate about. And then both sides are very much in agreement on another round of one-time stimulus checks. There does not seem to be any discrepancy between Democrats and Republicans on that matter. So there are some areas of agreement. Um, it seems that the unemployment benefits are probably, again, that $600 per week. That seems to be the biggest area of disagreement. Um, the Wall Street Journal had an article on the Fed. Um, you know, again, this is going to be a big 45 days for the Fed leading up to their September meeting. You have the Jackson Hole conference coming up. Um, you know, the September meeting, you're supposed to get a revision to forward guidance and then, and then a formal quantitative easing program. Um, you know, the forward guidance changes are going to be pretty radical based on, you know, prior Fed precedent, although they should not surprise anyone just given some of the Fed language. So the, you know, essentially the Fed is going to be placing more emphasis on unemployment benefit, less emphasis on inflation. They're going to express comfort with allowing inflation to overshoot 2% for a period of time. They're not going to hike preemptively if they start to see inflation rise. Um, again, all that should be um, no surprise to anyone who's been listening to the Fed now for the last couple of quarters. But, uh, you know, putting it, formally codifying it in in the Fed forward guidance, um, you know, that, that certainly could be a catalyst. So again, the Fed is not hiking rates for a very, very, very long time. Um, no one should expect it to be. But you know that is going to get more attention, I think, over the coming weeks as we go into Jackson Hole and then that September meeting. M&A is very much in focus. You had about $135 billion worth of deals either announced or speculated about since Friday. Um, so Microsoft over the weekend confirmed it is in talks to buy TikTok. Um, it looks like they have kind of an unofficial deadline of September 15th to wrap that process up. I know that Trump said over the weekend he may just ban it outright. Um, you know, I think to the extent Microsoft is willing to buy it and reassure the White House on security, and then they're also talking about you know ramping up hiring in the U.S., I think it's very, very unlikely that TikTok will just be banned outright and killed in the U.S. 
Um, you know, I think there are, are other options. There are investors that seem to be interested in that company. Um, so it looks like Microsoft will ultimately be the winner. Um, and then there are a couple, cu- couple of other deals as well on the tape. Uh, Siemens Health and Years buying uh, Varian. And then 7 and I, 7-11, the 7-Eleven parent buying um, the Speedway business from Marathon Petroleum. So that is everything for today. Like I said before, the main catalyst in the U.S. will be the July manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. And then on earnings, you know, this is definitely we're we're way past the peak of the earnings season. There are still a couple of other major names. AIG is the only real big one that comes after the close, um, and there are a few others this week, including Disney tomorrow night. I put out a preview yesterday of all the major events this week, including the jobs figures, the jobless claims on Thursday, and then the Friday jobs report. Um, as well as the big earnings reports. So that is on the website and there's a link to it in the piece this morning. Um, And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.